0: But if you close, you are- Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to This Week Again. I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're going to start off this show with some good election news. Move on to the censure of the first Palestinian member of Congress, And follow all of that up with the latest in our ongoing docuseries, Trump's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad trial in New York. (laughs) Let's begin, shall we? On my previous show, I discussed a loan President Biden gave to his brother. A loan of $200,000 back in 2017 when Joe was just Joe. And now House Republicans, like insurrectionist Marge from Georgia, are calling the loan a money laundering scheme to clean up funds from China. (laughs) Well, turns out the Republican-controlled oversight committee has got a Republican, which means James Comer, the chair of said committee, has issued a subpoena to Biden's brother, also named James, to testify to Congress about the loan his brother gave him in 2017. And sure, you're probably thinking, well, this is a waste of taxpayer money, and you wouldn't be wrong. But you'd also be forgetting, in every stupid thing Republicans do, there's also an opportunity to publicly humiliate them. Enter Democrat Congressman Jared Mouskiewicz, who just signed his own subpoena addressed to none other than House Oversight Chairman James Comer for loaning his brother, you guessed it, $200,000. Now, you might be thinking, this is just tit for tat Democrats giving Republicans a taste of their own medicine. And you wouldn't be wrong, except in this case of James Comer and his brother, there is actual corruption that's been going on for quite some time. Because according to Kentucky land records, Comer and his brother have been using a shell company that doesn't even exist to facilitate a land swap scheme between himself and his brother just so they could get tax breaks on the land they already own. And let's not forget, Comer magically recoiled from his 20 year oversight position on the House Agriculture Committee back in 2019 the same year Comer's family business got out of farming and the land swapping started. See, I don't know for a fact that Comer is projecting his own corruption scheme with his brother onto President Biden. (laughs) I just know it's true. And thanks to one trolley Democrat from Florida with subpoena power, we might just find out who's right. Meanwhile, in election news, this week, voters from all over the country showed their state governments what is very important to them. And apparently, it's preserving a woman's right to choose whatever the fuck happens with her to her own body and leaving the decision solely to her. Democrats celebrating a series of key victories with abortion rights again proving to be a potent political issue heading into 2024. The abortion is the law of the land in Ohio. Abortion rights taking center stage, with multiple races testing its political power to motivate voters. Meanwhile, in Kentucky, incumbent Democratic Governor Andy Beshear fending off a challenge from Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron. Bashir leaned heavily into the abortion issue as part of his campaign, bashing the state's near-total ban, which may have helped him hold on to the office. And in Virginia, Democrats are celebrating two wins at the state level, retaining their hold on the majority in the state Senate and flipping the House of Delegates. And that, my friends, is states' rights. See, when the right-wing-controlled SCOTUS pivoted the abortion rights question back to the states, because states have rights, I don't think they thought this all the way through, because even in red states, women are determined to be the only one who say whatever happens to their bodies, their careers, the rest of their lives, if we're being honest, see for those of you with a penis, motherhood doesn't just end when your eighteen year old spring-offs decide to leave home in search of their glorious purpose except for Ohio, because immediately after voters approved issue one, saying yes to having abortion rights codified in their state constitution, Republican state politicians vowed to stop that from happening. Their current strategy involves stripping Ohio judges from having jurisdiction over cases involving issue one. And for those of you in the back, that means judges in Ohio could not review or rule over any abortion rights cases within Ohio state borders. The Republicans also declared in an overt fascist tone, and I quote, the Ohio legislator alone will consider what, if any, modifications to make to existing laws based on public hearings and input from legal experts on both sides. Hmm. (laughs) Well, call me crazy, but that doesn't sound very democratic. And while we're on the subject of unwanted pregnancies... The gang over at Fox never was a news channel lost their collective minds as election results proved Republicans 18th century mindset is so trash. Election night 2023 is well underway where close races could serve as maybe a small preview of coming attractions for the 2024 election. Many races defined heavily by the issue of abortion, which drove Democratic voters dramatically to the polls. The midterm elections, we must recognize that as a party, good polling does not always translate into resounding victory. What a uh, an epic failure by Governor Youngkin. No abortion ban. I consider myself pro-life, but I understand that's not where the country is. You put very sexy things like abortion and marijuana on the ballot, and a lot of young people come out and vote. Right. Pure democracies <laughs> are not the way to run a country. So- Message for Democrats, though, after last night, you won in spite of Joe Biden. Republicans can't keep stumbling and bumbling on abortion. And number three, we can't keep losing close races. It, it does seem like the, the Republican Party generally has a real problem with, uh, w- with winning. Ugh! Oh, you think? How many times does the American electorate need to vote against Republican policies until they get it through their evangelical minds? We're just not that into them. It seems pretty clear to me that women in America do not want to be legislated out of choosing an abortion before they're even aware that they are pregnant. And it may come to a big shock for those who have penises. But women don't want to have to explain why they don't want to carry a fetus to term, just like they don't want to have to explain to a judge why they don't want to be married anymore. It's called irreconcilable differences. And either way, it's not looking good for Republicans going into that 2024 presidential election season. After the electoral beating, they just took in Republican strongholds like Kentucky. But of course, not Ohio, where Republicans do not give a shit if people vote for something, because if they don't get the outcome they wanted, well, they're just going to make sure it doesn't happen. Remember that, Ohio, in 2024 when those members of the Republican He-Man Woman Hater Club are up for re-election. But hey, I digress. Because regardless of the fascism going down in Ohio, Dems had a fantastic night of winning, and it wasn't just Fox hosts who can see the writing on the wall. Because what's left of the contestants of who's going to be the Republican presidential nominee met on stage to showcase how they would handle what's going on in Gaza, which obviously is tied to problems on our southern border. (laughs) Who would have thunk it? Roll tape. I would be telling Bibi, finish the job once and for all with these butchers, Hamas. The first thing I said to him when it happened was I said, finish them finish them. I would tell President Biden with great clarity, you have to strike in Iran. If we are going to deter China from invading Taiwan, the only way we're going to do it is to make sure that they don't know whether how many nuclear submarines from the United States of America are ready to strike on them if they decide to move on Taiwan. I am going to send troops to our southern border. If someone in the drug cartels is sneaking fencing all across the border when I'm president, that's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to shoot them stone cold dead. I wear heels. They're not for a fashion statement. They're for ammunition. (laughs) Oh, well, small dick energy, meet Jimmy Choo, because Nikki Haley needs a new pair of stilettos. Seriously, we don't need a verbal demonstration of your impressively low IQ in front of a microphone and on national television. Although, it's probably my fault for watching five Republicans have a battle of the witless for more than two hours of my life, which I now can't get back. But then again... I would have missed losing in the polls and in life Vivek Ramaswamy's latest debate strategy, which happens to be something like this. I asked him what his campaign strategy, his debate strategy was going to be for tonight. He needs something to shake loose to break through. He said he wanted to be unhinged ramaswamy repeatedly going after nikki haley do you want a leader from a different generation is going to put this country first or do you want dick cheney in three inch heels yes i'd first like to say they're five inch heels and i don't wear them unless you can run in them when asked whether they would support a ban on TikTok, the attacks quickly turned personal while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time so you might want to take care of your family first the next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy answer. Haley ain't wrong about Vivek, who, after playing a nun in the Conjuring universe, is now taking cheap shots at the daughter of cosplaying Dick Cheney in five-inch heels for trying to escape her mother's flowers-in-the-attic style of parenting by spending copious hours on the talks. Can you blame her? The platform politicians who want to level Gaza like a parking lot love to hate a myriad of things for a myriad of reasons, one of them being that TikTok is used to mobilize young viewers and voters for the express purpose of making sure Democrats don't get tired of winning, a term used once by maggots on the right before they got good at losing. (laughs) A newly found skill, the GOP contestants for who's not going to be the next president were very upset about. He said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers. Oh, I'm sure your moms think you're handsome. And by the way, it's not become. Because you've always been a party of losers. (laughs) That's why your election strategies always include a heaping dose of gerrymandering, voter ID laws, and other restrictions that you legislate into existence. Because without them, you would probably never win another election. You know it. We know it. And now voters are proving it. And that's impressive considering how gerrymandered some of these red states actually are that Democrats were able to overcome and make their electoral positions known. Turns out braving long lines and bringing your own bottled water just so you can actually vote really works. See, we need to participate in our democracy instead of sitting on the sidelines because it's not just about elections and approving state propositions. This is about standing up for what is right, even when they censure you for it. The House of Representatives just voting to pass a resolution to censure the Democratic Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan over comments critical of Israel that she had made in support of Palestinians amid Israel's war against Hamas. Rashida Tlaib has repeatedly denounced Israel's military response to the deadly attack by Hamas A month ago she had increasingly come under fire since the october 7th attack and was accused of promoting false narratives and anti-semitic rhetoric in a recent social media post she invoked the phrase from the river to the sea which critics say is a veiled reference to the eradication of israel 22 democrats joined republicans to formally rebuke the only palestinian american in congress In a world where the U.S. Congress is punishing one of their own for daring to want to save innocent Palestinian lives from being murdered by a government that has been occupying their lands for nearly 60 years, Israel decides to attack a convoy of water coming out of Egypt into Gaza. That's right. Humanitarian aid? Who the fuck gives a shit? Apparently, Hamas is hiding between the two hydrogen molecules in water now. Why else would Israel shoot missiles to blow up several humanitarian aid trucks carrying water from the Egyptian border into Gaza if Hamas isn't using the water as an aquatic shield? You know, how they use every Palestinian as a human shield. I don't know this for a fact, but I still think it might be true that maybe all of this is happening because Israel wants to build a canal and they need the Gaza Strip to finish it. So they come up with a final solution for the Palestinians living in Gaza, either move to Egypt or die. And dehydration takes about three days to take out an otherwise healthy individual and Palestinians are malnourished. So there's that. Or maybe we should take some advice from the father-in-law of Jared Kushner, the same Jared who enjoyed Bibi Netanyahu babysitting him when he would visit New York. So you have a war that's going on, and you're probably going to have to let this play out. You're probably going to have to let it play out because a lot of people are dying. There is no hatred like the Palestinian hatred of Israel and Jewish people, and probably the other way around also. I don't know, You know, it's not as obvious, but probably that's it too. What in the late stage boomer dementia is this over-bronzed gourd babbling about now? Let it work itself out? Israel has already revealed what working itself out means and looks an awful lot like genocide for those who stay and then refugee camps in Egypt if they don't. And yeah, yeah, Biden got Genocide BB to stop bombing the fuck out of Gaza for four hours a day in the name of humanitarian aid. But no one seriously thinks that's going to do a fucking thing to help when Israel knows Hamas is hiding in water bottles. Heck, those size swapping terrorists have infiltrated maybe other supplies like loaves of bread or, or, or toilet paper. Hence, why Israel has been carpet bombing Gaza and will continue to do so except for four hours every day. And while we're on the subject of old yeller trying to distract the media from his disaster of a trial going on in New York, let's go ahead and talk about it. Donald Trump has been testifying in the civil fraud trial against him. In minutes of Trump taking the stand, Judge Arthur and Gorin accused Trump of making long-winded speeches, not answering questions, and even threatened to excuse the former president. The judge asking Trump's lawyer, quote, Can you control your client? This is not a political rally. The former president apparently waved his arms uh, at any suggestion of taking a 10-minute break. He is sitting back in his chair, just pursing his lips. When asked by prosecutors whether he was involved in the preparation of key financial documents in 2021, Trump's answer, no. I was dealing with China, Russia, and keeping our country safe. The New York attorney general's lead lawyer then reminded him he was not president. Unfortunately, there's no M. Night Shyamalan twist happening in New York. Just some good old-fashioned accountability. First to take the stand was Eric's dad, and boy, he did not disappoint. Between the grumpy old man rants and senile responses to questioning, it was clear it was going to be everything you expected. Then Cocaine Don and his brother Eric were questioned, as to what their role in the doctored financial statements actually were. And those statements, of course, were submitted to banks with the express purpose of getting loans they would never have been qualified for at lower interest rates than they actually deserved. And when that happened, oh, that was a bridge too far for Marilardo. of trump's sons don jr eric as well who are executive vice presidents at the trump organization they both testified this week both made arguments that were nearly identical that it was the company's accountants who in fact were responsible for issues with financial statements not them trump is accusing attorney general james of harassing him and his children mr trump is lashing out online saying leave my children alone and now these children are being brought in away from their families For doing nothing wrong. Well, clutch my pearls and bless your heart. Are we actually talking about children? Because since when was 45 years old, 42 years old, and 39 years old considered a child? I mean, yeah, they're Nepo babies who are notorious for living off their parent well into adulthood. And of course, That is a character trait of a child, but okay, saying it out loud, I guess Snorty Jr. and Alfalfa are at least man children, but Ivanka, she has a husband and a a business and a bunch of children of her own, so perhaps maybe she is the only adult Trump in any given room. Ivanka Trump is testifying in the sprawling New York fraud case against her father's business empire. And unlike her father and brothers, she is not a defendant in this case. Been rolling through two real, the two main projects are really the hotel in Washington she was involved in and Doral. And over and over we can see just how involved she was. She's going to say that while she was involved in some of these projects, she wasn't involved in drafting these statements of financial condition, that she's not an accountant. And she's also- she's also going to try and distance herself and say that she left involvement with the Trump organization when her father became president. After she says that she doesn't recall particular events, like meetings that she set up or attended or particular documents, she doesn't remember, but nor is she presenting a narrative that's contrary to the one that the attorney general can establish through documents. Of course she isn't. Insurrectionist Barbie had the good sense to recognize her father and his company had already been found guilty, so getting all yelly about it wasn't going to help. But don't think for a moment this trophy daughter wasn't going to just go along with whatever, because Ivanka the Terrible threw her husband Jared under the bus several times when prosecutors asked about special meetings with insiders at Deutsche Bank. See, Princess Maga said under oath, that it was Jared who set up the contacts and the meetings, and even though she took the reins from there, she really wasn't all that involved, all that much. Oh, to be a fly on the wall when Nepo Baby arrived home in Florida and saw Jared for the first time after testifying. (laughs) And let's not forget, the fraud father has already admitted to the crimes New York AG Letitia James accused him of, and the judge agreed that he is guilty of. In fact, he did it while standing right in front of the courthouse, live, in front of a press-filled audience. It's a very unfair situation. This is really election interference. It's all, it's just trial is ridiculous. The numbers are much greater than on the financial statement. we've already proven that it's very unfair but in the meantime the people of the country understand it they see it and they don't like it they don't like it it's uh, political warfare as you would call it or political lawfare another thing they got a lot of names for it i'll bet you do see people who suffer from mental decline as you are demonstrating have names for lots of things actually because they can't remember what the fuck they called it the last time but Anyway, devaluing your company the way that you did on paper is not a badge of corporate virtue, not just because that phrase is an oxymoron, but because that's the fucking crime you overstuffed pumpkin. You lied about the value of your assets in order to get loans and favorable interest rates, defrauding the banking industry of over a billion dollars in revenue. And fuck you for making me defend the unpaid profits of banks. May you be ordered to pay $250 million in damages and your license to do business in New York be revoked forever and ever. that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday. You can follow the show on social media wherever you can find us. And if you want more of me, you can catch me on the Friday edition of Face Palm America, hosted by Beowulf Rockland, where we laugh at current events. And thank you so much for listening to this show. Episodes of This Week Again are always available for your listening pleasure, Places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And today for now.